just Google hand, foot, mouth disease and, and look at the yeah. images if you're if you're curious. It's it's and dude, it's like my kid got it at the nursery at church. You know what I mean? It's like it's just the, the most ridiculous thing. It's like a babysitter can change a diaper between two kids and not wash hands thoroughly, and then boom, your kid's got it, and then suddenly boom, it rages like a wildfire. Fucking everyone in the home. world has it. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, by the way, here's the cool thing: you can get it again. Oh yeah, yeah. Because oh, that's a good time. it's potentially caused by four different viruses. So I mean, you only get one virus at a time, so you can have it up to four times. Ugh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> so that sounds horrible. Yeah, kids, weird mm. kid diseases. Don't have this problem when you're a bachelor living in San Francisco, living on ramen. That's right. That's right. They must have the life. <laughs> Hey there! Are you looking to take your family life to the next level? One where you're in charge and free to set your own hours? You've come to the right place. Each and every week, we share the highs, lows, ups, and downs as we grow our businesses from zero to hero. Welcome to the Nights and Weekends Podcast with Craig Hewitt and Ken Wallace. So you're giving away a road podcaster. Yeah. Yeah, we're. Uh, I'm really excited. Yeah, I think it's going to be uh, a really cool, a really cool. I don't know, lead generation activity. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. It's. I just launched it today, so it's all very new. But uh, I think it'll be good. Cool. Yeah. So, so where are you getting the word out about this? Um, just like social social media stuff. You know, people that I connected with, I guess. Yeah. On social media and yeah. Because that's, I guess that's the key, right? You you need some, um, you need some traffic. Otherwise, uh, what's the point? Yeah, I mean, we've had some pretty big kind of internet names tweeted already. Um, we have eighty signups in a half a day. Nice. So yeah, let me refresh it here real quick. And so your list was only, I mean, your list was sub two hundred before, so that's significant. Yeah. So we have, uh, so it's. Uh, seven hours old and we have 92 contestants i think it means they've verified uh-huh and 239 entries so i want to get a thousand nice okay that would be ideal yeah cool so when was our last update oh man uh two three weeks maybe well no Jeez. right after right after microconf yeah uh you made a comment that uh you didn't think the uh our giggling schoolgirl intro and outro was very appropriate for. <laughs> we're we're outgrowing it. Was your opinion, and mm-hmm. I kind of agree. So before I pushed the, um, I don't know if you noticed, but before I pushed the Sherry Walling interview live, I went on Fiverr literally the day before because we. I mean, we talked maybe two days before that went live. So anyway, yeah. I went on Fiverr, and I found this guy, and what he does is he takes a look at your website, he listens to your podcast. And he'll write a script for an intro, outro, and, you know, bumpers and whatever else you need. Mm-hmm. And so for just shy of 70 bucks, the guy come back to us and said, you know, you guys are kind of a, you're a dad cast. <laughs> you know what I mean? You guys are, you guys are dads working on nights and weekends to, to make a business. That's, that's your niche. And, mm-hmm. he, and so he wrote up a script for that. And that's the um, intro and outro you hear on the Sherry Walling interview. I... I did you notice it was different? I don't I don't listen to our show. <laughs> I don't I don't. I mean unless like I listen to like the ones that I'm not on. Nice. All right. Well, guess um, what? Um you missed a, a really professionally done uh intro and outro. 
Okay. However, it does mention at the start, it's like, hey, dads, blah, blah, blah. And at the, at the end, it says, you know, if you found tips and advice in this episode that help you make you a better family man while you're working on your business, please leave a review, blah, blah, blah. Nice. So, and I was fine with that. So I, I put it on there. It sounds really professional. It wasn't juvenile in the slightest. And it, you know, it kind of did jive with the feel of the episode. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, well, you know, we do have a couple female listeners. I wonder how they'll take it. But on the other hand, if you're a single dude living in Silicon Valley, if you're in San Francisco eating ramen at Y Combinator, you're not listening to our podcast. You know, those, no. those guys are listening to our podcast thinking, what the fuck is taking so long? Chicken shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what are they doing out over there in the middle of the country where they're making business so difficult? Yeah. Because they don't have kids. They don't have responsibilities. They don't have a mortgage. Yeah. I really do think that... Um, we have a niche and, and, and our audience is, is, is really kind of defined by people that have families and responsibilities and they're working on a side gig that can hopefully maybe one day become the main gig. Yeah. But I did think about some, some more and I got some feedback from one of our female listeners. So I went back to the Fiverr guy and just literally 10 minutes ago, he sent me over a revision and we got rid of the word dad and got rid of the family man um thing but otherwise it's the same feel and just change the wording ever so slightly so Mm -hmm. it's not so specific so like if you're a mom working on a a business in your side hours yeah um and this is a shout out to brandy thanks for the feedback you know we also don't want to sound like we're excluding the ladies and we we touched on this during the sherry walling interview they have the same struggle that we do oh and and they have a lot of struggles that we don't have oh man yeah i mean they have some really <laughs> big obstacles. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, well, good. Yeah, and, and that's not at all pandering to them either. It's, it's, no, it's, it's true. Legit, yeah, man. That's, that's, it's legit. And I think that this is a huge sidebar to what we're talking about. But I think that the big problem with any sort of disparity, gender, racial, age, is people thinking that it, it can just go away, you know? Yeah. And, and this is coming from a middle aged white guy. <laughs> but, but I think to acknowledge, okay, hey, Men, women, older and younger people are different, right? Uh-huh. And it's not bad. And I think when we stop pretending that we're all the same and that we're different and we should embrace being different, then you can really get past it. Yeah, yeah. And I think as long as you kind of say, oh, you know, roses and, you know, what are butterflies, this and that and the other, no one's going to really get to the core of e- true, true equality. Yeah. Anyways, so as a guy that um, I'm of mixed race, and I'm I'm fully aware of everything you just said. It's it's that's right on the money. It, it it's yeah. not going to go away just by everybody feeling good thoughts. Yeah. So you know, so the first stab at the new intro outro, I thought was good, but maybe it niched it down a little too far. We're going to just widen it up. You know, we're going to ratchet it out just one notch. And um, try to find a happy medium there. And um, so, everybody, let us know what you think. You're looking at the podcast downloads. It's not like we're, you know, we're we're getting around 200 downloads an episode. So that's know, awesome. I I don't even know what that is. 
what is a download? Is that a listener? Is I mean, uh, don't I, even. If, it's just ridiculous. So anyway, don't even. Well, yeah. for whatever somebody that needs to, somebody needs to solve that problem. Yeah, I mean, for whatever that number means, that's that's where we are. And and I heard from two of the the female of that number, so I, you know, um, I took that to heart and and. So surprise, Craig. I, I'm sorry I didn't get your input, but I did hear you loud and clear. And I, I, I've been agreeing with you for a while on, on the uh, kind of juvenile nature of our other one. But since we didn't yeah. have anything better, and frankly, as busy as we were, it really wasn't it, um, a huge of importance. It wasn't the top of either of our priority lists. Yeah, and I think we, it was it was right for when we did it too, right? I mean, it, we, we've changed. Both of our businesses have changed significantly in the last whatever, six months since we've been doing it. And so it should change too. Yeah. In that we have businesses. Yes. Yes. So, you know, you don't want to come across as a schmo when you're, you know, pitching to businesses. Yep. So, um, well, Hey, so let me ask you, I have a couple of questions. Speaking of your business. Yeah. Um, our mastermind is going great. We had our call today. We have our, it's nice. You and I talk on Tuesday evenings and my mastermind call is Tuesday afternoon. So it's kind of fresh on my mind. Um, as you, and I know you just matched a bunch of teams up. Um, one thing I would, I would say would be nice is, um, more focus on types of businesses being congruent, uh, within a group. And I, I, again, this is just feedback, but, um, our group has four people and we all do very different things, which is good in a way, because we're kind of like a general purpose mastermind, Mm -hmm. but I would almost, I don't have time right now, but it, you know, next year, maybe when I had more time would want to join a productized service mastermind, um, just for very, very specific things to productized services. Um, so it's just a thought I, I, our group is, is really amazing how we have, uh, a guy that is developing a SaaS app. We have a guy that does a physical product. We have a guy that, uh, is getting out of consulting work through uh, an iOS app and an information product, and then there's me, and we all contribute things very differently. Um, and it's and in that respect, it's great because they give me a lot of sort of good perspective. Mm-hmm. But um, but no, because they don't run one and never have run one productized service advice right. or insight really. Yeah. So just a thought. I mean that you could really. Especially if you said, okay, we're going to cater to SaaS and productized service people, you could really niche down and be the place to go for that. Yeah. Well, um, your mastermind group was matching algorithm A, we'll call it, you know, version one of the matching algorithm, fresh out of MicroConf. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I did during MicroConf. And it didn't change much when your mastermind group was put together. Now, the way that worked was, I spin through the people and I match them and that algorithm attempted to, to do the best it could with what it was, what was available to match you into a group. So it ordered people based on the day they signed up. So people earlier in the match uh, who signed up earlier got the more relevant matches. People who signed up later got as best as could be made with who was left. If that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. So what it did was, tried to do the very best with the people available to match you into a group that was suitable. So there were some groups like yours that people were, it was just like a potpourri of people, right? Because, Hey, this is what's left. Well, I got four of them. Let's put them together. It seems like their availability matches up. Mm -hmm. 
version two of the of the matching algorithm that went out um, last month is a complete rewrite, taking into account um, feedback, just like the, the feedback you just gave me. I've been hearing it nonstop since uh, June. So that's core to how the new process works. So that's exactly how all these new people were put together. And in fact, there are people that still have not been matched. And you know why? It's just not good enough. I'm not going to put them into an ill-fitting group. Mm -hmm. And and I'm not going to put them into a time zone that's on opposite ends of the of the world. I'm not going to put them into t- um, a group with people that are in opposite ends of a revenue sp- spectrum or in really disparate businesses. I've heard that loud and clear from everybody. And instead of just trying to do my best with what I got and oh, ho-hum, some people are going to be unhappy, but oh well, it's, there's a cutoff. And it's either you match or you don't. If you don't, you wait. Okay. Um, and that's what's been happening. Um, so, yeah, I, I hear you. So you're 100% spot on, and you're also 100% in line with all the other feedback I've been hearing. And people have been pretty ecstatic about the changes in that respect. But, yeah, that, that's, that's the... That's the number one biggest change that's happened to Mastermind Jam um, in the last, you know, well, I've been working on that change for a while, but, you know, it just showed its face here in the last uh, nine or ten days. Okay. So, how's your life been, man? I mean, we haven't really actually talked since, what? Man, we you and I haven't really talked in a long time. Um, so, have we talked about us moving to Europe? You you said you you're kicking around the idea. Yeah. So we, um, you know, we've talked about sort of, you know, like the big day that's coming up. It's actually four months from today. The big day is coming. Okay. Um, so it's pretty exciting. And, and you know, business wise, we're on a, per, a good trajectory. You know, we have a little bit of savings saved up, so I still feel good about, you know, the facts of it all. But, um, we are, we are going to take at least a very long vacation. Um, in probably right after microconf so microconf is going to be the first weekend in april mm-hmm. and um we're going to go to europe for like six months afterwards and and may not come back so we're going to sell all of our stuff and uh travel europe we can live three months in sort of continental europe so we're thinking we have a handful of places on our list and absolutely if people have spent like a long time in Europe I'd love to hear from you as to what your suggestions would be for a family with kids and someone that needs to work and stuff but uh, we're thinking something like Milan, Amsterdam, Munich, Barcelona, something like that, maybe Brussels. Um, like and as a tour that can, you're, you're going to hit all those cities? We, we, we think three or four of them. Yeah, Got we it. don't want to do two we don't want to be moving too much. Mm-hmm. Um, it would just, the, the kids would be a mess. Um, and then we can spend six months in the UK. Um, and so a couple places in England and maybe in Scotland in the summer. And then we can go back to continental Europe after we've been gone for 90 days. So we could essentially, you know, flip flop for as long as we want. But, um, Anyway, so we're gonna give it a, we're gonna give it as good a whirl as we can and kind of see how it goes. Uh, I think we certainly can see ourselves living there. Just the time we spent there around Microconf Europe was wonderful, and we we really connected with a lot of what's there, and um, think that a lot of things, not to get too political, a lot of things about the U.S. are really jacked up, and mm-hmm. um, they do a lot of things better there. They do some things worse, but. Um, 
yeah, we're we're excited about it. So we're like buying a one way ticket and everything. So um pretty pretty excited, daunting, but more excited than daunting, which is good. Hmm. Well congrats. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm actually really jealous of that move. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. I mean it's uh not only you know, yeah, we're gonna do it. It'll be it'll be very we're both very open minded uh at this point of like what it means and like can we do it and pull it off how hard will it be with the kids and working and language and culture and it's not it's not going to be roses um oh, the of whole course. time but it will yeah. be but it will be an experience that you know you'll never forget so yeah yeah so it's uh it's pretty exciting it's pretty exciting yeah i think at worst it will sort of open us up permanently to take like these month or two long trips every summer you know and at best you know we'll just call my folks and tell them to send us the rest of our shit um <laughs> Which is cool, which would be just fine. So, yeah. um, but yeah, man, that and you know the and the business the business is really going good. I mean, uh, we we have a, a full time person now, and she is kind of running a lot of the day to day stuff, coordinating with our freelancers and a little bit of working with customers and doing a lot of internal sort of posting and production of shows. Uh, so it's been huge to take that off of my shoulders. Uh, and she started full time about two weeks ago and it's been transitioning all of our shows or all of our existing shows over. I think I'll probably keep starting the new shows just because there's so many decisions that have to go into it that have to be sort of intuitive, but that's been, that's been really nice. But a part of, part of, you know, that's brought up is like, wow, I have you know free time her, you know, a pretty fair amount of money that I have to sort of make that up in growth. Um, and that, that makes me focus on marketing. And so, you know, we touched on the giveaway that we're doing it and the giveaway is we're giving away a road podcaster mic and we're using the sumo me or the King sumo, uh, plugin for that, which kind of increases, I want to say virality cause that sounds like an STD, but, um, increases sharing of the giveaway. And so we just launched today, um, and running it for a week and I hope to get like a thousand downloads or subscriptions. Uh Um, and we'll use, we'll use that, you know, sort of bigger mailing list to do all sorts of stuff in the future. Um, have some ideas about information products just because we get, we get a lot of questions about, you know, how to podcast really well. And, um, I think it would be cool to build a, a nice little concise information product, uh, around podcasting. Um, that I can give my customers and then sell to everyone else. I think that would be a cool way to do it. So that's, that's probably one thing that, that we'll do with it. And then I have some other sort of far out ideas about, um, you know, what the podcasting world needs. And, uh, I want to explore some of them and have to have an email list to explore them fairly, you know? Right. Right. Um, I don't know. Let me ask you. So, you know, this is part of, you know, market validation, I guess. One of the things that I've thought about for a long time is the idea of like paid podcast content. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is like, you and I do four shows a month. What if we give three away and charge for one? I'm all for it. Yeah. Yeah. And you you put it somewhere else and it has its own app. It's like, it it's Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. Give or take. I just, I think it would work. I think it would work and, and monetizing it would just be dead simple. You just say, okay, however much this show brings in, you get 90% of it and we keep 10. Right. 
But let me let me cast a critical eye for for a second because I I hear the idea I love it right, mm-hmm. but I also have not taken the time to research if anybody's done this or tried this or what are the pros and cons like Have you done research on this? I've talked to a couple of big podcasters, and they they love the idea, and to me that means there's not another option. Okay. Because they're dissatisfied with how they have to monetize their show. Because I I know there are podcasting networks out there and they monetize through like Patreon or sponsors or things like that. Yeah. Why is nobody doing this? Well, I, it's not simple, right? You have to build uh, a distribution network. So, you know, linking in CDNs and a giant Amazon probably service. Uh, you have to build a nice looking iOS and Android app. And you have to recruit a core of, gee, I would think at least 10 shows to start with to make the service worth a shit to a consumer. Yeah, I mean, if you're charging enough, hell, I mean, you could start this off easily on Amazon services, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. I mean, you, you don't have to, you know, roll your own CDN right off the bat. I mean, yeah, there's probably more optimal architectures out there, especially cost-wise, because Amazon really eats you alive on audio streaming. Yeah. But yeah. just to get started... Um, you definitely more than break even running with Amazon. Oh yeah. Technically I don't, I mean, I hadn't even thought about any more than what I just said, but yeah, yeah. the hard part would be you'd have to make a, an Android and iOS app and that'd cost 10 grand probably. Um, which is not cheap, but it's not super expensive. And then you'd have to hook that into whatever your database ended up being, um, But I guess my my problem with any business that doesn't directly affect the bottom line is it's the first one to go, right? Yeah. And and Podcast Motor is, I think, a great service for a lot of people. But if the shit hit the fan in their business, they'd say, hey, I can sit down and type up a 2,000-word blog post in three hours, um, and it kind of gets my business more than doing a podcast does Mm -hmm. um you you know we can we can do without this for a while yeah um if they say hey my podcast is my business or or i can make my podcast my business then whatever method of distributing that becomes really vital to their income and and i think if you're not vital to someone's income uh or business model then you're you're a little susceptible yeah you want to be the uh the power company you don't want to be the magazine subscription mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i mean i think don't get me wrong i think podcast motor has a ton of legs and i hope we're just getting into you know the steep part of the curve mm-hmm. but um yeah but i would love to more directly influence monetization because i think it's you know anytime you can talk to people about real money um, you're, you're talking the language they want to hear. So, yeah. so uh, I'm, I'm really going to start, uh, you know, throwing it around. Um, I, I put up a little landing page. Anybody that wants to check it out, it's, uh, I'm calling it caster like podcaster. Uh, and the website is getcaster.com. Um, it's just a little landing page. You can go and you know, drop your email in or Twitter us or whatever. Um, so, uh, you know, just doing some straight up market validation on it. And uh, if the response is overwhelming and I get some people to actually buy it ahead of time, then I might pursue it. So I'm trying not to get distracted, though, because it's not my core business. Yeah. 
It very well might be a shiny object, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, yep. I don't I don't see the risk of putting a landing page up there. And, um, you know, in the course of you going about doing your normal business, you're going to have conversations with people that it's going to come up and say, hey, you know, what do you think of this idea? Mm-hmm. Um, and you might very well get somebody who's like, yeah, here, take my money. You know, part of part of the the difference that like you and I see, we we're talking about our downloads. You know, a couple hundred an episode, a thousand an episode. Some shows get like twenty thousand downloads an episode. Yeah. Um. And all they would have to do is say, um, I'll take you know startups for the rest of us as an example. They they do a, a great show there on episode two hundred and seventy or whatever. What if like, all right, they do their show, they do their show, they do their show. And they have Jason Cohen, right? Yeah. And they're like, hey, we did a lot of work, and this is a lot of our social uh, equity on the line to get Jason Cohen on. Uh-huh. We we need to get paid for this, right? So we're going to put this up on Caster, and if you want it, it's whatever, $5 a month. I'd pay $5 a month. Easily. I'd pay $5 a month for about half of the shows I listen to. We could do a whole show on how startups for the rest of us could monetize their show because oh, yeah. for instance, you know, like Mixergy, I would pay a premium subscription to hear um, certain episodes of, of startups for the rest of us. Also, if in addition to say there's three free shows a month, the fourth one you have to pay for, if in addition to that, they have like a, um, um, a sit down, like a chat, like a Google Hangout with um, Heaton Shaw and and Jason Cohen and, and Rob Walling and Mike Tabor, um, just sitting in the four of them talking about business. I would pay money to to, to have an ear in there. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just like premium mm-hmm. content channel somehow, however you want to distribute it. That's up to you. But yeah, I would pay money for that. Yeah, just like I pay money for microcomp. I would pay money for that on a micro scale on a month by month basis to. Um, get tips that reinvigorate my my endeavor. So yeah. it's a real yeah. thing. It's a real thing. No, it is. It is. And we're fortunate to have some, you know, they're not customers of ours at Podcast Motor, but we have we have other uh, customers that are of similar scale. Not yeah. to equal, but similar scale. And, and, you know, I have the opportunity to talk to those people directly and and, you know, maybe ask them who else they can talk to. So customer development could be pretty straightforward for the right people to talk to. Yeah, but everything I just said works for Brian Castle at Bootstrap Web, and it works for Heaton and Selly, and it works, especially it works for Heaton and Selly. Holy crap. Um, There was a Facebook um, post about, hey, we were thinking about doing a live show, and it just went nuts, you know, and it's like, you could monetize that too. You know, I know everybody loves to give back and give away for free, but maybe 25% of that content you could monetize. I I love the idea. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... Anyways, it's an idea, uh, and, and I don't I don't mean to come off uh, not excited about it because I think it could be a home run, but it also could be something you could, you know, you could bootstrap it pretty easily. I mean, I could probably make most of the software, right? And that's not saying much because I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I could probably get it all up there, um, and, and I definitely could sell it to ten people. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's something exciting to think about. Cool. Yeah. How about you, man? What's new? Uh, this has been the month of illnesses in my family. So we had we had the strep throat thing sweep through my house. Uh, that took me out. Yeah. And so after that, I was thinking a lot about like my health and maybe I need to get more sleep and eat better and exercise so I'm less uh, 
of a sitting duck for some of this shit, you know, cause I work at home now and it's really easy just to like put on your slippers and go downstairs and start working. Right. Mm-hmm. And then like, so I'm working on a side business. So, you know, the whistle blows at five or five thirty, And instead of going getting my car and commute home, I just continue on to the other keyboard and I, I work on my stuff and it's real easy to lo- lose track of time. And, you know, you heard my wife call me out on it, but it's a real thing. And I've, I've been really trying to like take a kind of a, you know, out of body experience. Right. So I'm just looking down at myself and I'm, I'm not, not in a, you know, self-defeating way. I'm looking physically down on, on my actions and my activities to see what I can improve on. And so as I'm, you know, resolving to get better at a lot of these areas, I was working really hard to get all this mastermind jam stuff ready to go. So my family could take this trip, um, two weekends ago. Now, um, we were going to go back to central Illinois and hang out with some of uh, my uncle and, and some of my cousins and going to do like a, a weenie roast and bonfire and a hay rack ride and just the down on the farm kind of feel. Right. And, uh, we got out the, the four wheelers and drove around, but packing up the car to get the kids on the road, it's a three hour drive. Um, felt my son's forehead. He's got a fever. Mm. It's like, what the shit? It's like, well, I'll give him some Tylenol. Because we just had a round of like all this sickness, right? And it's like, uh, how can we get this again? And so, okay, great. So we're just going to have to deal with that. And now we're going to have a sick kid in a hotel room. That's going to be fantastic. So we get in the car and, you know, we're managing his fever with, you know, ibuprofen. But he, we get down there three hours later and he is just like, a lump and my son's really energetic and friendly and gregarious and he'll introduce himself to everybody in the room and he did not want to leave my lap or, or my wife's lap the entire time and i mean he was just he, he was physically shaking um he was just out of sorts right mm. so i'm like oh man this is a sucky time for the flu to set in so we get to the hotel stay and he manages to sleep through the night and uh, on our way home the next day the uh, the fever broke and we're like okay i'm glad that's over Monday, we start noticing spots on his feet, on his hands, on his mouth. And we're like looking at WebMD and we're like, oh my God, is this? No, he's he's had the vaccine for chickenpox. What is this? But it's only on his hands, his feet, and his mouth. What is this? We're looking it up. Well, I'll be damned if there isn't a disease called hand, foot, and mouth disease. Mm -hmm. Right? So by Monday night, he is going crazy. He wants to scratch himself out of his own skin. Like he is just, it's, he's a lunatic. It's like he's possessed, right? And he went, actually went to sleep in my arms and I'm, I am actually scratching his feet in the spot that's bothering him the most so he can go to sleep. And he was up all night. Like he got maybe 30 minutes of sleep. And then the next like night he got maybe an hour of sleep and these spots are just getting worse and worse. And they come to blisters and it's just like, oh my gosh. So uh, my wife take him, takes him to a dermatology appointment and um, the doctor's like, yep, he's got hand, foot and mouth disease and there really is no treatment. All you can do is manage his pain and, you know, give him ibuprofen and um, here's a cream that might help the, with the itching. And so we put the cream on him and didn't do shit. And so <clears throat> after a couple nights of that, he started getting better. It's like, man, that sucked. So basically that was like the first part of the week knocked out of commission because mm-hmm. my wife and I were up all night taking turns because she had to work or I had to work the next morning. And, um, uh, on Wednesday, halfway through the day, suddenly I was just like, man, what's the temperature down here in the basement? I'm working. I can't get warm. I'm shivering. Oh no! I throw on my fleece. I didn't even think about it. Right. I'm just like, oh man, 
this is a really shitty time to get the flu. It's like I had amnesia. And so <laughs> by 1.30 in the afternoon on Wednesday, I am just like, I can't hardly see. I'm dizzy. My, my vision is blurred. <laughs> I've got a 100-degree fever. I'm shivering. Uh-huh. Every inch of my body hurts. It's like it's the worst thing I've ever experienced in my life. And I hope people don't think this is hyperbole. Like I'm a guy who's just a pansy ass and he can't take getting sick. But I've, I've <laughs> had the flu many times, right? This is like nothing. Like this is like flu with an order of magnitude, worse symptoms. Mm-hmm. And then when the symptoms cease, you're like, oh, fucking thank God. Then the rash sets in. And you just want to saw your limbs off, right? So I won't do it to you, buddy, but um, I took pictures of my feet and my hands and my face. Um, you're lucky we're not on video right now because it's gruesome. My face is finally over the itching phase and it's just starting to peel at this point. But um, imagine if you had second degree burns across the entire soles of your feet, length times width, right? And all the blisters that go with second degree burns. Ugh. And... On top of that, imagine the itchiness that comes with like poison ivy or poison oak Mm -hmm. with the blisters. So you get like a searing, constant pain that no matter if you're laying down, sitting up, standing, nothing makes it better. No creams. And trust me, I have about $110 worth of creams. I bought everything at Walgreens, right? (laughs) Fucking give me the stuff. (laughs) Give me the stuff. (laughs) I have $110 worth of creams. That, that works. I, at first, I tried oh, the cream Lord. that was prescribed for, for my son because he wouldn't let us put it on him anymore. It wasn't doing shit for him. I oh. put it on. And so we got this cream from the doctor, and the doctor's like, yeah, you know, you put it on. It might take a few minutes for it to work, but then it'll help him through the night. What actually happens with the cream the doctor prescribed is it helps immediately for like 45 seconds. <laughs> and everything else I tried. So long story short, that's like just to get past the rash is, is like seven or eight days and you're still contagious weeks after the fact it's nuts. That sounds awesome. (laughs) So I'm basically like on house arrest here. So I'm going fucking stir crazy. So anyway, Saturday in the middle of all this, I'm thinking, well, so by the way, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I got no work done. I got some of the matches out. I have more matches to get out, but I got none of the software onboarding done. But like I was telling you briefly on um, Slack the other day, you know, on Rogue, you guys talked to Breck Palumbo, and it really hit me what he said. He could have done his manual process for longer. I got feedback from one of our listeners, and she was basically telling me, like, what the hell are you doing writing software right now? Just double down on what you're doing um, until people start screaming for something more. I thought you got you got some decent, uh, gentle guidance from your podcast co-host. Too, I, I did. Think. I did. And I mean, without every- just telling you to stop fucking dorking out and yeah. do your do your job. Right. So I stopped. <laughs> I stopped dorking out. And I just did my job because seriously, Craig. On Wednesday, um, I I saw like the bed in my future. I was like, I got to get these matches out because I'm going to go to bed. And uh, literally, I went to bed at, um, early afternoon. I signed off from work early. So about by three o'clock, I'm laying down. I did not wake up until 10 a.m. the next day. Wow. And when I say I didn't wake up, literally, it was a tossing and turning, scratching, moaning. <laughs> My wife went and slept in another room. It was horrible, right? <laughs> it's horrible. So anyway, um, Saturday, my father-in-law emails me. He's like, hey, I'm going to come over and help you ch- cut that tree down. I finally got a free weekend. I was like, Fuck. So, I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't even walk, right? So, like, 
It's seriously like walking on a second degree burn. So I just, I sucked it up, right? So I, I took a handful of ibuprofen about an hour before you're supposed to get here. I grabbed some whiskey. I literally took two shots of whiskey <laughs> on top of the ibuprofen, <laughs> ibuprofen. And um, we went out and we cut the fucking tree down. And then of course, that's not the hard part. It's cut. It's cleaning up the yard after you you take the tree down, and so I'm out there. I'm not going to let a 67 year old man come out and do my landscaping for me. So I'm out there with my my, my wife, my father in law, my mother in law, and me are out there cutting the tree down. Come come back inside around lunchtime Saturday. I was done for the day. I went to yeah. bed. I was done. And I was just like, I my wife looked at me and she's like, uh, you know, because we were supposed to have date night that night. I'm like, um, honey. <laughs> yeah. my face is peeling my feet feel like somebody is holding a, 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 a torch to them um, I'm not going to be a very good company tonight um, so I, I owe her a rain check on that but uh, it's going to be a few weeks anyway that's been mm. my world man so it's been really kind of depressing but it's what it's forced me to do is really think about what's important right Shit, yeah man yeah so yeah that's that's what's been going on with me. Well, it sounds like you're on the mend, though. I mean, both physically and sort of, I want to say spiritually, but emotionally. Oh, yeah. Like last week, um, like Tuesday when we were going to record, you know, kids were sick. Um, my son was still writhing in pain. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, I didn't even open the computer. I don't know what happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Wednesday night. Wow, that's I mean, amazing. Um, <laughs> which is nuts. So, um, yeah. So there was, I mean, there was no way I could launch SaaS software, which, you know, needs handholding and support. And there will be things mm -hmm. that go wrong and people will call questions and you got to be sitting there on intercom, you know, and, and answering the little chat app as it comes up. And, um, I've got all that shit wired up so I can, you know, do like a really concierge onboarding. And I'm like, nope, just going to email a welcome email and, uh, let these people get to know each other. Yeah. Because that's what they're paid for. And I've got some more to go out. And uh, if you're listening and you haven't gotten an email from me yet, you will be very shortly. Really big concepts I'm working on as far as changes I'm making to the email marketing based on advice we've gotten in these last great interviews. You know, changes to um, just the core product. You know, just doubling down on that core product that I've already, I already do and just do it better. Um, and make, make sure to get the matches out faster and more reliably, um, with more accuracy, just like you said, mm -hmm. um, that's what I'm focused on right now. I got an email from another, uh, of our friends, creator of Corello, Robin Warren, um, today. He's like, so is there a plan to actually make money with mastermind jam? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, that plan has changed in the last six or seven days. So more oh. on that, more on that in the, in the coming episodes but uh, okay interesting i it's i'm still mulling some things over my head like i said um months ago when i made the bold prediction that i would be at four figures of revenue by october 1st and i have failed miserably at that just because yeah you know, yeah you know, i'll just take i'll take the blame i have failed at hitting the four figure mark there's been some reasons but whatever um didn't hit it and so now I really have to think objectively about is this, you know, it should or get off the pot time. How do I make this a business or how do I make this the stepping stone to whatever is going to be the business? Yep. So that's where I'm yep. at. That's where I'm Good at. Good deal. Good deal.
Um, right on, man. Well, hey, I uh, I guess the last thing for me is I'm heading to Rhodium Weekend uh, yeah. Conference, Chris Yates' uh, conference this weekend. So leaving Friday morning for uh, for Vegas. That and, starts uh, on Friday or does it start on Saturday in Vegas? It starts Friday afternoon. So Got they it. started like uh, midday Friday through Sunday morning. So, mm. yep. Yep. So uh, pretty excited about it. It actually talked to Chris briefly today. And uh, yeah, I think it'll be... It'd be real nice. So I will uh, definitely report back on you know, sort of lessons learned and whatnot after that. All right, cool. So, yeah, I guess last last thing, actually, last, last thing is we're looking for a writer. If you guys know any writers out there that uh, are looking for some work, I would love to talk to them, both uh, blog content and uh, writing show notes for our podcast episodes. Cool. Alrighty, man. Well, I will talk to you on the flip side. All right. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Nights and Weekends podcast with Craig Hewitt and Ken Wallace. To stay up to date and learn more about balancing your family and your startup, visit www.nightsandweekendspodcast.com. We'll catch you next time.